Good day, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Cliff Notes on the Global Manufacturing Picture, one of many uh, shows on Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Cliff Waldman. I'm the host of this show, and I'm going to continue my work today to help you to understand the deepening and unfolding pandemic-driven downturn in the U.S. manufacturing sector. This is a once-a-century crisis, a health crisis of global and epic proportions that has knocked the U.S. economy and the global economy on its side and is having devastating consequences for the U.S. manufacturing sector. Today, we will look at the latest numbers, and then we will look past the latest numbers, and we will see what we can possibly glean about the future, the near-term future, I hope, for U.S. manufacturing. As calendar year 2020 began, it looked like U.S. manufacturing was going to recover from the modest contraction of 2019, which was brought about by the trade war and the slowing impact that it had on the global economy. The Purchasing Managers Index, put out by the Institute for Supply Management, jumped above 50% in January and February for the first time since July of 2019, indicating a return to some sort of growth path for U.S. manufacturing. But then we got hit with the coronavirus, and it knocked everything on its side and took manufacturing from a growth path to a deepening contraction path. The PMI returned to a below 50 route and was 49.1% in March. In March, new orders fell. They fell precipitously. In fact, in January, new orders looked pretty strong, 52%, but then they fell to 49.8% in February and 42.2% in March. Respondents to the March survey told us a lot through a wide swath of industries industry sectors in manufacturing, they all commented about significant supply chain disruptions from COVID. In fact, you can quantify it. The percent of respondents who reported slower supplier deliveries jumped from 11.5% in December of 2019 to 35.7% in March of 2020. You can see the coronavirus crisis really disrupting manufacturing supply chains in a major way. But even the ominous March Institute for Supply Management report did not fully reflect the contraction that was seen in the March Industrial Production Report from the Federal Reserve. Remember, ISM is important, but it's a survey number. The number that comes out of the Federal Reserve is an actual measure of output. And in March, from the Federal Reserve, manufacturing output fell 6.3% as the pandemic knocked the global economy on its side and shut down factories in a number of important durable goods sectors. That 6.3% uh, was dramatically higher than even the worst downturn, the worst monthly downturn that we saw in the Great Recession. In the Great Recession, the worst monthly manufacturing downturn, and we actually had it twice in September of 2008 and December of 2008, was 3.5%. Uh, 
Right now for March, we're at 6.3%, and I have a feeling it's going to get worse before it gets better. All industry sectors in manufacturing were down in March. Five industry sectors were down double digits. The most hit one was motor vehicles, minus 28%. Not surprising considering that it was an auto shutdown. Furniture fell by 10%. Textile product mills contracted by 14.1%. Apparel contracted by 16.5%. And printing and related support contracted by 18.2%. We want to look a little ahead. Short term ahead, we have two regional Fed surveys, one from the from New York, the Empire State Manufacturing Survey, and one from um, Philadelphia, the Philly Fed Survey. They're useful for telling us, you know, for looking at just a little past the current ISM number and the current IP number, and it's not a pretty picture. The Empire State in April, for the April report, the Empire State Manufacturing Survey saw its general business conditions index plummet, an unheard of 57 points. I will say, however, there was some modest optimism about uh, an expectation for business conditions to improve a little bit six months down the line. The The diffusion index for current activity in the Philly Fed survey fell from minus 12.7% in March to minus 56.6% in April, the lowest since July of 1980. So while that April, I'm sorry, that March contraction of 6.3% in U.S. manufacturing output was bad, historically bad, even when compared to the Great Recession, these two regional surveys are telling us that the worst is yet to come. And when we get the April report, it's probably going to be a fair bit worse than even the 6.3% contraction that we that we saw in March from the US Federal Reserve. What's the forecast? Well, what's okay, let's let's look ahead. We know this is a difficult period, we know it's a dark period. Well, well let's let's take a little look past the darkness. My forecast, I was on a webinar earlier this week with the National Economist Club, and we, I'm happy to say that Talk Radio played our, our webinar, and I offered a forecast for uh, U.S. manufacturing growth. I, as you can imagine, it's an interesting exercise at this time. What did I forecast for this year, for 2020? Well, the two worst downturns in modern history, and, in, uh, and I mean, when I say modern history, I mean the 20th century and the 21st century, were a, uh, a dramatic drop of something like 40, we don't have an exact number, but something like 45, 46% from peak to drop in manufacturing during the Great Depression of the 1930s. In 2009, we saw almost a 14% drop. During That was the worst year of the Great Recession. I think it's going to be worse than the Great Recession this year, if nothing else, because of the fact that we're simply shutting down a, a number of, um, of key industries, autos being one of them. But I don't think it's going to be bad as the Great Depression because uh, that lasted over a long period of time, although – the uncertainty surrounding this is enormous because it's hinged to a health crisis. And we have to start – and none of us really know when we are going to get to the point where this horrific virus 
that we're going to be able to resume normal, healthy, growing economic activity again. With that in mind, my forecast for U.S. manufacturing growth for this year, for 2020, is minus 22%. I'm sure I'll revise it, but I think it's a decent starting point. For 2021, I see a partial recovery, 12%. That's in line with what manufacturing has done before. It tends to be manufacturing output tends to be more volatile than general economic output. So I would not be surprised to see a 12% increase in 2021, and then thereafter, probably slowness. I mean, at some point, I'm going to come up with a five-year forecast um, for manufacturing output. But right now, I am predicting a 22% decline in U.S. manufacturing output for this year, for calendar year 2020, and a 12% partial bounce back in 2021. More important than the numbers, though, is for you to understand what the recovery issues are. What is going to be the most important set of elements in how and when U.S. manufacturing recovers from this horrible downturn? First and foremost, as I just said, is the status of the outbreak. This is an economic crisis that has been precipitated by a very rare global health crisis of epic proportions. And even our best scientists are working really round the clock to try to understand this, to try to create medicines for it. We know a vaccine is possible, but it's going to take a minimum of probably a year and a half. So the uncertainty surrounding the status of the outbreak is the most important thing, frankly, for the recovery path for the general economy and thus for U.S. manufacturing. Frankly, my fear is the longer we are in this bottom, in this horrible hole that we're in now, the more difficult recovery is going to be. And I think that's true for the general economy, and I think that's true for um, U.S. manufacturing. Longer we're down, the harder it is going to be to have a bounce back, to, to get back up. All right, number three, the third element is the global recovery. Obviously, manufacturing is, is hinged to the global, the global activity more than any other part of um, the U.S. economy. That's why it was the first sector in the U.S. economy to feel the impact of the coronavirus crisis, because while we were all wa- every other sector was watching what was happening in China, U.S. manufacturing supply chains, um, as, as you know, the ISM respondents told us, were feeling what was happening in China. The global recovery, you know, the global is going to be difficult. We, as we just learned, China's first quarter GDP fell by 6.8 percent on a year-over-year basis, following a six a six percent expansion in the fourth quarter of 2019. It's the first contraction in Chinese economic activity since the early 1990s. The IMF is now projecting that the global economy will contract by 3% in 2020. And you have to appreciate what they're actually saying with this. Actual contractions in global global economic output are very rare. They happen, all the, they happen periodically in the economic output of all nations. All nations have cycles. But an actual contraction in global output is quite rare. We did have it in the Great Recession, but it was uh, the the contraction between 2008 and 2009 was less than one percent. The IMF is predicting that the world economy will, tr- uh, 
will contract by more than three times that, three times that in 2020. 20. They are also predicting a bounce back in 2021, predicting that we'll get a 5.8% global growth in 2021. Again, so much of the recovery depends on the path of the virus. All forecasters are aware of it. The IMF is aware of it. But these are the numbers assuming that the virus is contained enough early enough for us to be able to resume normal um, economic activity. Within the global economic picture, there's two other things that are, you know, are going to matter a great deal. One is oil prices. We've seen a precipitous drop in oil. Um, in, the mid, in mid-February, was in oil contract futures were in the 50s. This, early this week, they were down to the 20s, and as I'm recording today, on Friday the 17th of April, they went below 20. And that's very important for manufacturing because a greater and greater share of U.S. manufacturing output is tied to the energy sector. It matters more and more for the U.S. economy and for U.S. manufacturing. In some ways, it's a success story. We, are, you know, we control our own energy resources, and we're among one the biggest energy powers in the world. But with um, energy prices plummeting the way they have, primarily because of the, the global mess caused by the virus and partially because of infighting among OPEC members and other countries, we now have um, an energy price plummet that um, is doing great damage to certain sectors of manufacturing and to the, the U.S. economy, generally speaking. The second, the, the other factor within the, the global picture is the dollar. Now, we took, the dollar took a big jump in March, huge jump in March on a broad nominal basis, and that's typical because in a crisis, even given what was going on in the U.S., in a crisis, everybody runs into the U.S. All investors tend to run to the U.S. The U.S. dollar is the, is the safe haven financial instrument of the world. You're afraid. You don't know what's going on. The world's coming apart. You go to the dollar, and, of course, it jumped greatly. Now, it's pulled back somewhat lately. It's been a little more volatile in April. But the dollar was already very high. It was way too high for U.S. manufacturers. And hopefully as the crisis abates and hopefully soon, again, depending on the path of the virus, we will hope that the U.S. dollar will, will fall somewhat because it's very difficult on our manufacturers, increasing number of manufacturers, increasing share of manufacturers who make an increasing share of their profits by exporting their output. That's the picture for now. It's not a pretty one, and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So much depends on the path of the virus. I will do my best. We will do our best at Manufacturing Talk Radio to keep our listeners apprised as we we go through this very, very difficult situation. Until then, this is Cliff Waldman for Cliff Notes. I look forward to keeping up my conversation. Have a good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.